Master will be furious if he finds out what we're up to. Well, we don't have to tell him, do we? There is nothing to worry about. <laughs> Come on along, everybody. Hey, don't worry about it, bird lady. Just get my tour group together and we're headed on out of here. Here we go. Who put the glad in gladiator? Hercules! Who's there and deeds a great theater? Hercules! Ladies and gentlemen, direct from a record-breaking two million years at the bottom of the evolutionary ladder, let's hear it for... W, w Radio, your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 637, and together each week we celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, and more as I take you with me from the parks to the screens and everything in between here on the podcast, my weekly live video on Facebook every Wednesday night, community, books, audio tours, blog, and more. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast in Apple Podcasts or Spotify and find everything else at www.radio.com. This week, we'll look at some of our favorite secrets, stories, history, and hidden treasures of the Walt Disney World Resorts, including some you have probably never heard of before. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. And be sure to stay tuned to the end of the show for more information, updates, your voicemails, and more. So sit back, relax. And enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. Stay tuned for lots of fun things to zippity do during your stay. Like every good Disney park, attraction, film, and series, there are wonderful, fascinating stories and a few secrets that are just waiting to be discovered and shared in the Walt Disney World Resorts. And bringing those stories to life and sharing them with you is what I have loved doing on my show and in my books and audio tours and videos for more than 17 years. And somebody else who loves sharing those fun facts and stories and loves the Disney trivia, minutia, and history as much as I do, probably more, is my longtime friend, Disney historian, former cast member, and the oh-so-very-prolific author, Mr. Jim Corcus, and because I'm inspired by not just him, but his new book about the hidden treasures of the Walt Disney World Resorts, together we are going to share 10 secrets and stories of the Walt Disney World Resorts, many that you probably never heard of, and I'd like to welcome back my friend, raconteur, Mr. Jimmy Corcus. Hey, Lou, it's always a pleasure to uh, talk with you again and, and also uh, uh, be a guest on the show so I can share all these uh, uh, stories with uh, your listeners because I, I know they are the uh, truly avid uh, Disney fans who just uh, 
absolutely love all all things uh, Disney, and uh, they have that insatiable uh, uh, appetite. And we know it's an insatiable appetite because you've done six hundred podcasts, <laughs> and you and, and and you're still doing it. So and somebody's still they, listening. They, and somebody is still listening. And, and it's also because this, look, this is not our first rodeo, even in terms of resorts. We've talked about Wilderness Lodge in detail mm-hmm. back on show 208, Old Key right. West on show 507, Boardwalk and Luna Park on show 313, the Disney Institute on 531, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because, but we've gone really sort of into the deep stories about individual resorts. But today I wanted to look at some of our favorite stories and secrets. And in doing so, Jim, I want to encourage people, like I know you do, not only to listen, but to learn more and to share those stories with others and buy your book, of course. Um, and like we oh, said oh, earlier. Oh, yeah. And, and, and not, not only buy my book, but buy your uh... Uh, recent book uh, on uh, Disney interviews, volume one. And I will tell listeners, I was so excited about the book that I went out and I bought the book before I got a, 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 a free copy from, uh, from Lou. I was that excited because you've got to vote with your wallet <laughs> if you want a second volume of uh, uh, Disney interviews. And I, I think... Uh, it's so valuable to have that material uh, in in a book, whether it's print or whether it's it's Kindle. It, it's there and it's easier to access and easier to uh, to reference rather than going back and uh, uh, trying to find the material on on a podcast. And I was just so excited because Lou, and I've told him this many times in person. Uh, Lou has interviewed people and asked them questions that nobody else has ever asked them. And, and so that's the only place to find uh, that material. And, and I love Lou as, as an author. I wish he would write more books. I, I bugged him to, to do the interview <laughs> book. I also bugged him to do a, a, another uh, Walt Disney World trivia book and all that, but uh, but uh, uh, Lou is just so busy juggling so many <laughs> different things that that, that I that I'm just grateful that he finds uh, uh, some time to 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 do some occasional uh, writing there. And and in my case, um, I find that. Uh, uh, all of these stories and material are are, are disappearing, uh, you know, uh, faster than we, we would like. You know, it, it, Walt Disney World's been around for 50 years now, for crying out loud. And and uh, some of the things that, that happened, you know, uh, were just, you know, oh, yeah, th- that happened. Now we're going on to on to this, you know, and, and all of that is, is forgotten. And and that's true of all the Disney parks. You know, I, I was recently doing some research on uh, uh, Disneyland, and uh, I was taken aback by uh, uh, Country Jubilee. And I'm sure some of you listening to this are big Disneyland fans and all this. And I, if I, I've said Country Jubilee, and, and some of you are scratching your heads. It was an event 
like uh, Dixieland at Disneyland that went on for years, where there, where there were famous country western performers who would perform uh, at uh, Disneyland on Sunday nights, and, and there would be parts of the park that were uh, uh, designated for square dancing, for crying out loud. And I grew up in California. I went to Disneyland, and Country Jubilee meant nothing to me until I just stumbled across it. And so, you know, what's happening with Walt Disney World is, is we're losing a lot of that as well. Now, now, with the resorts, the resorts are one of the things that made Walt Disney World a different destination right from the beginning. Um, the uh, hotels, and because you needed hotels, because there weren't any hotel rooms in Orlando in uh, 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 71, 1971. In fact, there were less than 5,000 hotel and motel rooms combined, and some of those weren't even a very good condition. And so Disney had to build hotels because they wanted people to come out. It was a vacation destination. They wanted you to stay for a couple of days, stay for a week, whatever. And so they had to build hotels, but because, again, it's Disney, and Disney is a storytelling company, the hotels would all have uh, stories. And that was different than what you would experience at any other vacation destination or any other hotel for, for that matter. And so uh, just like with the parks, you know, they wanted everything uh, consistent. You know, they didn't want anything to uh, uh, pull you out of the story. Um, you know, everything had to, had to work together to tell that, that story. And so there are all sorts of things that are hidden in plain sight that we've all seen hundreds of times, you know, but we didn't pay attention because they were right. They fit into the story. And, and we were all rushing to go to the parks or, or to the favorite attraction, whatever. And so uh, uh, thank you, Lou, for, for taking the time today to uh, let's take a look at, at, at some of those things that we really need to look at, you know, uh, again, and, and realize what am I looking at and why is it there? And um, really uh, enjoy it. And, and, and I hope that what this show will do is we'll encourage people when they feel comfortable is go back to Walt Disney World, go back to those resorts and uh, uh, look at these things. You know, look at these things again and maybe look at them with a, a different uh, eye. I, I, I know I, I have friends who love going to all of the resorts during the uh, Christmas season because they want to see, you know, uh, the gingerbread houses in each of the resorts and the Christmas decorations. But there are things to see even uh, outside of the uh, uh, holiday season. And in fact, Lou, why don't you start us off with, with one of your favorite details? Well, and that's what I was saying. What so? What I thought we would do for for this segment, because if we start getting into it, Jim, we could be here because this is the way we are. We could be here for nine hours on a single story about a single resort, because, like, like we said, there there are such great backstories and histories behind the stories, and that's part of what 
not just what we love sharing here on on the show, but what you do in such great detail in your book. So what I thought we would do is we would share 10 of our favorites. We'll sort of go back and forth, go in with some of our favorites. Okay. And and sort of little bite-sized nuggets to sort of whet the appetite, uh, lay a little bit of the groundwork, and then encourage people, like you said, not only just to go to the resorts and see if they can find them and dig a little deeper, but obviously learn more by reading your book as well. And I'm going to flip it back to you because you are my friend, you are my guest, and I still believe in in always letting a guest go first. Well, how, how very gracious uh, uh, you are. And, and Courtesy is not dead yet, Jim Corcus. I'm not going to let it. I'm going to fight till the very end. <laughs> And, and thank you for promoting uh, my books, and thank you for promoting my my recent book, Hidden Treasures of Walt Disney World Resort Hotels, which is available on Amazon in both uh, uh, print and Kindle. I always prefer print, but I know some people like Kindle, so uh, both of those are are, are out there. And uh, again, as Lou has mentioned, go back and listen to some of those other shows where we've gone into details at, at some of these uh, other uh, Resorts, but I'm going to start with a particular favorite of mine. Those, those of you who have listened to this podcast know that you know I, I have a great affection uh, for things from the uh, uh, turn of the century that, that Disney has uh, preserved and showcased at at their uh, at different resorts. Like uh, we were talking about the uh, Boardwalk earlier. So one of my favorites is at the uh, Grand Floridian uh, Resort and Spa. It's in uh, the 1900 Park Fair Restaurant. There's this uh, antique fairground band organ uh, called Big Bertha uh, that was originally built in Paris, France in the late 1800s. And so uh, in the restaurant, you'll find it uh, installed there about, 15 feet, uh, you know, uh, above the guests and, and people. And, and I'll bet that a lot of you who even know uh, uh, Big Bertha's existence have never even questioned why is it called Big Bertha, you know? Was it named after a popular singer from that uh, uh, time period? Was it, you know, named after the manufacturer? It's actually called Big Bertha because of the female band leader that is mounted on the front of the instrument. And it's a wonderful uh, band organ. It, it, it can play uh, simultaneously uh, pipes and drums and castanets and bells and, and cymbals and a, a xylophone. And all of this originally... Uh, was done by uh, uh, piano roll books, you know, very, very similar to what uh, uh, player pianos uh, would do. Now, uh, the organ uh, was used, you know, and this is the great thing about Disney, too, is they rescue these things from, from uh, other places. The, the organ was used from 1909 to 1955 in Ramona Park, and that was an amusement park in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, known as the amusement mecca of Western Michigan. You know, we, we tend to forget that there are all sorts of amusement parks out there or were out there. 
And the park was demolished in 1955, but the three antique band organs uh, that were used for the merry-go-round in the park, they went into storage in uh, Alabama for, for many years, and they weren't rediscovered until 1963 and uh, restored. And uh, Disney found out about it and, by golly, uh, brought it, installed it over there. And it rarely plays because it is so loud. Because remember, it, it had to be outside at a merry-go-round. It had to be loud enough for people to hear it. Now that it's inside, when you play it, it's like, you know, hearing, uh, you know, uh, this huge voice, you know, blowing through uh, everything there, you know, and, and the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa has all sorts of things like that uh, Chinese style Avery in the lobby that was crafted in Spain, the, the vintage Victorian piano in the, in the lobby from an estate in Georgia. And, uh, you know, even those 11 original maps of Florida dated from uh, 1775 up to, uh, you know, the period of uh, Flagler railway lines in the 1880s. Those are displayed out there in the in the lobby of Victorian Albert. So uh, Ryan Floridian Resort and Spa, great place to, to take a step back in time and uh, uh also appreciate by golly you know uh this wonderful vintage antique uh, band organ that has been uh, uh been saved for us by disney thank you disney and it actually reminds me of my actual aunt bertha who is so old and so loud <laughs> that usually around the holidays we have to keep her outside as well too so. <laughs> Well, you, you know, and, and, and that, that could be the start of a, a, another urban legend. Those, those <laughs> listeners here will go, you know, Big Bertha, that that was after Lou's, you know. Let's start Googling Bertha. Relative. <laughs> so, all right. So, you know, you mentioned, you, you brought up Grand Floridian, and again, we can spend all day, and we're going to do a 10 things right. we love about Grand Floridian one of these days, too. But it made me think about something that actually wasn't originally on my list, because as you were you were speaking earlier about yeah. holidays at Walt Disney World. I was connecting the dots in, in my mind, and it made me think about an iconic aspect of the Grand Floridian that takes place during the holidays, which is, of course, the Lou Mangiello, a.k.a. life-size gingerbread house that is in there every mm -hmm. year. It's Christmas. It is part of the tradition. And we know, you know, we're sort of familiar with the facts and figures about how many hundreds of pounds of sugar and chocolate and honey that are used for that house, but what people might not realize is that at the end of the holiday season, when the uh, the house and the trees and everything comes down, that house is actually not thrown in the garbage. It is not fed to guests. Don't worry, it's not. It is not sold at a discount. But while most of the other decorations will stay up, you know, for the first week or so in January, on or about January 1st, that house starts coming down. They start taking off the 5,000 plus shingles from the house and they leave it exactly as they are. And what Disney does, I think, is is so smart and environmentally conscious and helpful, not just for us guests, but for our insect friends, because they take the shingles from the gingerbread house and they bring them to the Disney tree farm 
to help the bees. The the mm. shingles are fed to the bees. The bees actually come. They eat the sugar throughout the winter months when it's hard for them to find food. In turn, the bees give back to Disney by pollinating all of the flowers and trees and you know beautiful horticulture elements that are over there at the tree farm. And dare I say, dare I sing, it's the circle of life, Jim Corcus, but it is. <laughs> but next time you see the gingerbread house at the Grand Floridian, know that when it's done, it is going back to to help the bees that you know need their own little bit of help, and in turn comes uh, and comes full circle. And and even though that sounds like an awful lot of beeswax uh, to me, it it really is uh, uh, true, and it it also shows that even the insects on Walt Disney World property uh, eat better than you yes. can <laughs> elsewhere, <laughs> and 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 are treated uh, uh, better. And uh, uh, by golly, uh, you know. Uh, uh, Disney, you know, it doesn't just take great care of uh, animals, uh, you know, partnering with uh, uh, AZA there, but but takes wonderful care of uh, uh, insects. And, and uh, so if you take that backstage tour at uh, the land at, at, at Epcot, uh, uh, the behind the seeds tour, it, it, it will give you some insights into uh, how Disney really takes care of uh, insects and all on on uh, uh, property. And, you know, there's actually but, there's, uh, there's a video of the bees. I'll I'll embed the video into the show notes. So if you go to www.radio.com/slash six three seven, I'll embed the video there. You can actually see what happens to the gingerbread house and the bees. Oh my gosh, I, I'm I'm going to look forward to seeing that. I've never seen that one before. And now I want gingerbread. Well. well <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, 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 get, I, get, I guess I'm up to bat again here. And, and you know, uh, we have a tendency to think that it's only the deluxe uh, resorts that are really um, uh, deeply themed, you know. And, and that really is, is the truth, you know. Uh, if you go back and you listen to our, our Wilderness Lodge uh, uh, podcast or the Boardwalk podcast or whatever, you know, we're constantly bringing up uh, things to discover uh, there. But, you know, even the value resorts have something. Now, uh, interestingly, the value resorts, the rooms themselves, they're all made from the the same uh, mold. And, it, and it's almost like a, a motel because you have uh, outside hallways rather than uh, inside and all that. And that, that's why, uh, the price point, you know, can be a little less. And I, I've heard people complain. Yeah. And, and then they just stick up some decorations. That, that's about it. But there's some wonderful details there, like, uh, at the art of animation. And, and again, I'm, I'm a big animation, uh, uh, geek here, you know, uh, the car section, of course, uh, it's all painted to to resemble the desert background of uh, uh, Radiator Springs, you know. And uh, uh, I know we all love Hidden Mickey's, and 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 Lou could actually do probably 600 shows just on on Hidden Mickey's. And there are Hidden Mickey's, you know, at at the resort, like uh, uh, tires and hubcaps on the, uh, edges of the, uh, carpet that are, 
organized in such a way that they look like a hidden Mickey, but there are also hidden cars uh, at, at the resort uh, in this particular section. And I'll give you a hint where to look for for some of uh, for one of those, and, and those are in the cloud formations at the top of the buildings. Take a look at those a little closely, and you'll find some hidden cars. But uh, what I like is those full-sized um, uh, automotive uh, uh, recreations of, of uh, you know, Lightning McQueen and Sally and Mater and and uh, Doc, uh, uh, all of there. But, but again, people are just so excited about that, they don't look closely enough. Like on Lightning McQueen, just like NASCAR uh, cars, you know, there's a bunch of ads on the cars uh, featuring parodies of human products like uh, Gasparin, you know, and leak-less uh, adult drip pans. Um, but one of my faves is uh, Fillmore, and he's covered with uh, bumper stickers which have all sorts of uh, clever takes on, on recycling and uh, environmentality. And, and you know, it, it, those of you who are out there wanting to be a Disney historian go, Oh, I'll never know as much as Lou or Jim, you know. You know, listen, nobody has written down all of the bumper sticker sayings on Fillmore. You could go do that, and you could be the first uh, to do that. There's lots of those things uh, happening all around the park, you know, um, and the resorts where you could do that. Uh, One of the stickers that I love is, uh, pardon my backfire, I eat veggie fuels. (laughs) And uh, uh, even though Pixar is known for its uh, 3D computer animation, the CGI there, Fillmore has a sticker that proclaims, save 2D animation. What, what, a, what a hero there. And uh, his registration sticker uh, mentions Luxo. And for those of you who are familiar, Luxo is the official uh, mascot of Pixar. That's that little... Uh, lamp you see jumping across the screen at the start of uh, uh, every film. And Fillmore's license plate is 51237. Why would Jim mention something like that? What, what's that? That is the birthday of George Carlin. He's, he's the comedian who voiced the uh, 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 character uh, originally. And in fact, throughout the parks and throughout the resorts, when you see numbers, sometimes that's the month, day, and year of somebody. It could be an Imagineer, could be something else. Um, Mater's plate is uh, A113, which is a, a, a reference you can see in every uh, Pixar film. In fact, it's the license number for all of the cars in the original animated feature. It refers to classroom A113 at the California Institute of the Arts, where uh, students like John Lassiter and uh, other future Pixar artists uh, had classes. Now, here's one that's tricky for you. If you look at Luigi's plate, the numbers are 44.5-10.8. And, you know, I went, okay, that's got to mean something that's, because it's so unusual. It's it, it's so out of the order. And and I thought, well, is that a reference to the metric system? They use the metric system in, in Italy? Well, a little bit more research, and you find out that it's the GPS coordinates 
for a Ferrari manufacturing plant in Italy. So, you know, there are all sorts of things all over the place for you to, to find, and you're just passing right by them. But uh, thank heavens for those Imagineers who, you know, took the time to, to add those little extra details in there. That, that, that was just, you know, uh, terrific. So, so Lou, have, obviously you've been to the Art of Animation. Have you wandered around the cars section there? Jim, I am, I am both proud and sad to admit, you know, you mentioned like nobody's actually gone and written down. I actually have gone and written down all the stickers on Fillmore when I was doing you research. You have? I have. I was doing a, um, I was doing research for, so I do a scavenger, I do a, a create a scavenger hunt every month for members mm-hmm. of the WW Radio Nation and one month I did uh, Art of Animation and spent a lot of time in that section and you're right I mean I had to go and photograph and write down and try and find out and, and research what all those things meant for the scavenger hunt so I'm not sure if that's something I should be proud of or ashamed of or <laughs> nerd alert that's high I'm no they, 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 no they, they, thank heavens you, you did you know, uh, uh, it, it's important to, to have that there because those things uh, uh, disappear. You, you know, remember even in uh, 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 Tomorrowland, they had the uh, Metro phone booth mm-hmm. where, you know, they had those different messages. Did you write down those messages as well? I, I actually did. Um just like the newsboy and the newspaper. Jim, I don't get out much. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really, yeah. So, so, <laughs> I don't have a lot of hobbies. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> but, 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 there, but there's one that will stump even Lou Mangiello, okay? And, and again, this is something that we'll never be able to do now because, again, that's what happens in Disney property is things change or, or things, you know, disappear, whatever. In Mouse Gear... If you looked up to uh, your inside mask here, you, you look up at the top and you can see those windows that had uh, silhouettes of uh, Scrooge McDuck and the uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie and uh, Gyro Gearloose. Periodically, you would hear them talking. Did you write down what they were talking? Oh, first I'm like, oh, Jim, I got this. It's the Dreamfinders flying machine is up there. Of course, I know what you're talking about. I haven't. I never did. I, I never did, and now it's too late. You know, they, they've uh, they're redesigning uh, Mouse Gear uh, now, so all of that is gone. Because, because again, uh, unfortunately, uh, some of Disney's philosophy is, uh, guests don't pay any attention to any of that. You know. We can we can we only can get Lou, rid of yeah, that. There's only it's two like, guests that do: Lou Mangiello and Jim Corcus. We're the only two. Guests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, listen. I, I I stood outside of uh, the Indiana Jones stunt show uh, to to write down all of those uh, responses you get when when you pull the rope. You know where it says "Don't pull the rope." I I sat there and I wrote down every variation I I I could hear there. And even then, I'm not sure I got everything on the loop, yeah. you know, that they have there. I uh, I may or may not, Jim, have on many occasions, especially when I was first researching my audio tours, I would stand for hours in the parks by the rope, 
by the phone booth, by by speakers hidden in the uh, in the the plants, recording the audio, recording the background, trying to catch a certain sound or a certain audio clip. So uh, again. Don't please. Don't, don't. Did, 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 did you get the audio from the talking water fountains of Epcot? Uh, so I've got it from. <laughs> so I've got it from the talking. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I have. So I have it from the talking trash can. Um, I don't know if I have all the audio for, I have, a, and I don't think the talking trash can inside electric umbrella is still there anymore. Um, the one no, that's I, closest, the, it's the one, the trash can that's near the restrooms um, closest mm-hmm. towards the front of the park is where the talking trash can was. And I don't think I have all the audio from the talking water fountains, but again, the point of this is, is there's so much out there that we don't pay attention to these, these little things that other people, you, you had to have a show producer, a show director and a show writer come up with these things get it produced, get it installed, and by golly, we just took them for granted. And so um, we take things for granted in the park. We also take things for granted at at the uh, uh, resorts. And in fact, uh, Lou right now is going to share with us something else at, at a resort there. So go ahead. So you were talking about, when you mentioned... Value resorts and going to art of animation. You're right. I think sometimes we think that a lot of these things are reserved maybe for the deluxe resorts, and that's very much not the case. So I'm going to I'm going to sort of jump over and in between a couple of the all star resorts, and I'm going to go back to my favorite topic, which is food. And it, this is one of those things, Jim, that has. It's not nerdy details and Lou Mangello and Jim Corcus crawling on the ground writing down license plates. But <laughs> my favorite topic, which is not just the trivia, but is the food. And some people don't realize that in many of the restaurants in Walt Disney World, including some of the food courts at places like the All-Star Movies Resort, there are secret menu items that mm. you cannot find. Even if you look for them, you almost have to know what you need to know. You need to know literally like the secret code. So over at the Roxy, which is one of the sections of the world premiere food court. Now, obviously, we're talking about a pre and post COVID world when the food courts open back up again. But over at the Roxy in the world premiere food court at All Star Movies Resort, there is not just a secret menu item. But what I like to think of as a secret menu experience at the resort, mm. because if you go to the Roxy and you go up to a cast member and you, you, you know, you, there's no secret handshake, there's no secret wink. But if you ask <laughs> about the secret menu item, they will go into the back and they will come out with a huge, heavy metal case. It looks like Nick Fury is bringing out the Tesseract to you, <laughs> but it's even better because they open up the case and inside are two old-fashioned Viewmasters. Kids, Google what a Viewmaster oh. is. It's like an early iPhone without 
it being a phone. And on the Viewmaster reels are the secret menu item selection, including the cinnamon bun burger. Holy I, cow. I can't even see your eyes rolling, Jim, but I know you're – Listen, I, I, I admit there's lots of things I don't know. I never knew this. Never, ever. It's I didn't even have true. a hint that this existed. I, um, that, I did now, it, and I didn't – Now, is, this, is, is, is the cinnamon bun burger a cinnamon bun that is cut and a burger is in the middle of it? Yes, like a, and it might sound gross, but it's delicious. Um, I actually did – I did a video about this. I actually wrote about this for an article I wrote for People magazine um, a year, two years ago. I was like, this is just such a, it's a gimmick burger. It's an Instagram burger. It's not. It's actually, it, for some reason, the magicians backstage, it works. And it's really good. And it's just such a fun, cool, th- like, if you want to impress your friends or your kids or whatever, this is the thing to do. Take them to all-star movies and say, listen, I know something that nobody else knows. I'm going to show you. And when they pull out that case, it is just so much fun. Holy cow! Well, I, I've I've heard of Krispy Kreme burgers where where there's a hamburger patty between two Krispy Kreme uh, uh, donuts, but I've never heard of a, a, a cinnamon bun burger, and, and and I never and I know that there are secret menu recipes at uh, many of the Walt Disney World uh, uh, locations, but I never knew this one you know so so, so you can't teach an old dog new tricks (laughs) that's that's what i'm hearing here right now thank you so much actually you should probably do a podcast on um uh many of the uh uh, secret menu items that, that that existed at walt disney world you know, and and I know that some of them are constantly changing, and some of them, just like other things at Disney, have disappeared over the years. You you just can't order them even on a secret menu anymore. Terrific stuff! <laughs> My gosh, you are clever, Lou Mangello. Okay, uh, I I I can't top that, but um, I w- I will go to. Uh, uh, one of my favorites, which is uh, at the um, uh, Polynesian Village uh, Resort, and uh, again, I it, it, I love the Polynesian. I I love the uh, the the Polynesian. It, it it's just even though it it's constantly going through all sorts of uh, uh, changes there and 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 shifts and. Um, you know, it, it's just so good. And, and even the boutique shop, for crying out loud, has a, has a story of, of uh, mischievous tiki's who uh, sleep during the day and then at night they come out to frolic and, and cause mischief. And then when daylight comes, they're, they're frozen in all of these uh, odd uh, uh, positions, you know, including a tiki with his uh, finger to his lips telling you, you know, don't reveal our, our, our secret. And, and all of those were hand carved in, uh, in Bali. So, you know, lots of wonderful things, but, but one of my favorites is, um, 
the kukui nut tree. Now, it is the only one of its kind in the state of Florida. Uh, it was brought here from Hawaii. Um, it's often mentioned in Hawaiian uh, literature. It, it still flourishes in the islands of Polynesia. Um, uh, the candle nut, it's, the, it's known as the candle nut tree, but everybody calls it the kukui nut tree. And it's the, uh, since 1959, it's been the official state tree of, of Hawaii. And it can grow to over 80 feet tall. And, and it, 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 it's there to uh, represent, you know, uh, uh, friendship. And uh, the kukui nut, they use for everything. They, they, can, they use it as a, a medicine, as a, as a shampoo, as a, a dye, as a, uh, a polish. They, they even make a little uh, children's uh, a toy out of it. And they, they can place uh, nuts in a hollow piece of bamboo and it, uh, light it and it becomes a, a, a torch, but that's not all. It can all, uh, it, 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 actually the tree itself can be carved into a, a canoe and uh, the, the seeds in the nut can be used as a, uh, a primitive, uh, uh, candle, you know, or, or, or burned in stone lamps. And, um, so what the Kikui nut tree is, is, uh, by tradition, you can't plant one yourself. Uh, it has to be given as a gift and planted by someone who gives that, that gift. And so that's actually what happened on the 21st, uh, 25th anniversary of the Polynesian. Um, in April 1997, a uh, hotel guest planted it, and, and you can't plant it out in the front. It has to be planted out in the back. So as you exit the ceremonial house, it's out there uh, towards the, the right. And by golly, the one there at the Polynesian, it's, it's survived a lightning strike. It uh, survived being uprooted by hurricanes. It, uh, uh, it was almost frozen during an unseasonable Florida cold snap. Uh, you know, out here in Orlando, we do have winter. It, it's for two weeks, but it's not consecutive days, <laughs> and so it can get cold. Uh, and uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that at the base of the tree, uh, when it was planted there in 1979, uh, uh, 97, in 97, um, there's a, a time capsule buried there. So I don't know when it, it, it's planned to be reopened. You know, it, it, it's uh, been there for, for a while, but uh, uh, it, it's there. And, you know, we're used to uh, uh, flower lays, but, but flower lays are uh, 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 temporary. You know, uh, they, uh, they disintegrate, you know. Uh, so kukui nut lays uh, last forever and and they were um uh, considered highly prestigious and sacred and they were only worn by the uh, kings uh of uh, uh Hawaii but the leadership team at the Polynesian uh wears kakui nut lace take take a look at them they they're these black lace uh, uh, around there and the reason why they lay it, wear them is not because they're to represent 
you know, kings. Uh, it's there to light the way uh, for the rest of the staff, um, uh, you know, uh, to provide that uh, uh, Ohana feeling of uh, uh, embracing peace and, and happiness and, and hospitality. And so for me, one of the great little hidden treasures is there's so many great trees on Walt Disney World property. You know, you, you, you've got the, 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 the tree over at Old Man Island. You've got the one in Liberty Square. You, you've got some really great trees on Walt Disney World uh, uh, property. But, but for me, one of my favorite trees is uh, at the Polynesian, you know, is uh, uh, grab a dole whip out there by golly, and, uh, and, and sit and uh, take a look at the Kikui nut tree and go, this is the only one in the state of Florida. So I, I know you've seen the tree, right, Lou? I have, but I knew none of those stories, including about the time capsule. <laughs> of course, the entire, well, that's time, good. the entire time you were talking, I, I love the Kikui nut, but now I want some noodles from Ohana and a Dole Whip for dessert, so... And 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 thank thank heavens the Polynesian offers uh, 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 Dole Whip, right? So you don't have to go to uh, Adventureland in the Magic Kingdom and battle through the crowds. All you have to do is go to the Polynesian. And and in fact, sometimes when I have groups out here where where I'm giving a tour or whatever, is I'll take them and I'll I'll get them Dole Whips and then we'll walk out. Uh, to the lagoon to watch the start of the electrical water pageant, which again is is another you know wonderful treat for those people at uh, resorts. That concludes part one of our look into the secrets and stories of the Walt Disney World Resorts. Stay tuned next week for part two. But in the meantime, come to the WW Radio Clubhouse on Facebook by going to wdwradio.com/clubhouse. Talk about the secrets and stories we've shared so far and come and share your favorite secret stories from your favorite resorts in the clubhouse as well. It's time for our trivia question of the week where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history or see how well you pay attention to the details in which you see, hear, taste, or remember If you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online forum for a chance to win a Disney prize package. This week's trivia contest is brought to you by Fun.com for the best selection of Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, gifts, toys, clothing, and collectibles for you, your home, your office, and gifts. Great prices, amazing selection, super fast delivery. And if you visit www.radio.com slash fun, you can save 15% on your first order when you sign up for their free newsletter. Now, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So, with Loki debuting last week on Disney+, Plus, wow, I wanted to ask a question about Thor's half-brother, and it was simply to tell me, Loki is known as the god of what? And thanks to the hundreds of you who entered, got this one correct, and know, of course, that Loki is known as the god of mischief. 
Now, I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and last week you were not just playing for a new WW Radio pin and keychain, which you can only get here by winning the contest, but a special Marvel mystery prize, which is a blind box package of something that's part of the mystery. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Amber Donenvon. So, Amber, thank you very much. I have your shipping address. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So we're going to stay at the resorts this week and move over to one of my favorites, which is Port Orleans French Quarter, and simply tell me what is the name of the sea serpent at the Port Orleans French Quarter pool area? Tell me the name of the sea serpent at Port Orleans French Quarter Pool. You have until Sunday, June 20th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the form there. And again, this week you're going to play for a brand new WW Radio special, a pin and acrylic keychain. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. Please don't forget to be part of the community and conversation by joining the WW Radio Clubhouse group on Facebook by going to www.radio.com slash clubhouse. There you can talk not just about this week's show, but anything in the Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars universe. And there I'll also post the question of the week, which is to tell me what's your favorite secret or detail or story from one of your favorite Walt Disney World resorts. You can come answer the question there in the clubhouse, or if you want to be heard on the air, you can call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. You can also use that number to just say a hello from the parks, ask a question or comment on this or a past episode, or let me know what you want to see on a future episode. You can also connect with me and other members of the WW Radio community on social. I am at Lou Mangiello on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, LinkedIn. And please join me this and every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WDW Radio Live on Facebook. It's our live video broadcast and conversation where we talk not just about this week's podcast, but I'll share my new top five live, our talk about our Disney Plus pick of the week, which just happens to be Loki, by the way. I'll take your questions, your calls. We'll do a 20 questions contest and lots more again every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern at WDWRadioLive.com. Speaking of Loki, please come join our spoiler support group over on Facebook at WDWRadio.com slash spoilers. It's a great place to come and talk not just about your theories and questions about Loki, but anything going on in the Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars universe on Disney+, Plus, on movies. We're having a lot of fun there talking about Loki and theories. Mephisto comes up, of course, because he's just supposed to. And speaking of Marvel, don't forget there's still room to join us on our Marvel Day at Sea Cruise on the Disney Magic, February 5th through the 10th, 2022. You can learn more, get a free no-obligation quote by going to www.radio.com slash Cruise. If that doesn't work for you, don't worry, because we're also going on an inaugural cruise on the Disney Wish, the brand new ship from Disney Cruise Line, on June 20th, 2022, a four-night inaugural cruise. Again, learn more, get a free new obligation quote by going to www.radio.com slash Disney Wish 2022. Speaking of community, I want to thank some of the new and longtime members of the WDW Radio Nation family, including Tim Brown, Daniela Corazon, 
Dinesh P., Matt Mills, and Ethan Gakoski. I sincerely appreciate your friendship, your support, and all the help that you give to WDW Radio by being part of the community. I also love being able to give back to you each month with rewards like monthly scavenger hunts, our monthly live video group calls, care packages from Walt Disney World, special merchandise, discounts, and early access to events, and lots more. You can find out how you can help the show by going to www.radionation.com. Don't forget, it's completely optional. Starts at as little as a dollar a month, but it is a great way to show your support, to help the show, and to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Thanks to you and your generosity and community, we've raised more than $450,000 to help children with life-threatening illnesses. Visit Walt Disney World again. Find out more by visiting www.radionation.com. If there's some way that I can help you Turn what you love into what you do with one-on-one mentoring by joining my weekly mastermind group or by coming by me coming to speak to your business, your school, or at your event. You can visit lumangelo.com. And when you're ready to travel to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, or any Disney or other destination, please go and visit our friends over at mousefantravel.com. They're who I use, they're who I recommend, because they're who I have trusted for more than 15 years, not just to ensure that you guess get the best possible prices, but that you get an incredible level of personal service that comes at no cost to you. Again, visit them at mousefantravel.com. Tell them Lou sent you. And finally, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. How do you do that? Share a link to this or your favorite episode on Twitter, on Instagram, in your stories, on Facebook, in your favorite Facebook group. And if you can, take just 30 seconds to rate and review the show over an Apple podcast. It is incredibly helpful, really important. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Milo91918373 from Canada who says, It is a Disney lover's must. The podcast is a must listen to. If you're like me and love everything Walt Disney World and beyond, I've been, listen- been listening for years. Only recently got into the community Lou has built via WW Radio. I don't know when I'll get back to the parks next but this is the absolute next best thing to being there. Thank you for bringing so much joy to my life. I love listening and can't wait for the next new episode each Monday. And Bub1541 says, I'm a new listener, but longtime Disney fan. The podcast has excellent content. It's very well produced. Thank you. Lou does an excellent job putting his audience in our favorite places. I love listening as we live quite a long ways away from the parks. Thank you. Keep up the good work. We'll be here listening. Harold Stapleton from Huffman, Texas. Harold and Milo 919-18373 from Canada. Thank you very much again. Just search for for WDW Radio in Apple Podcasts. And of course, please continue to help spread the word. And finally, most importantly, thank you, thank you, thank you. I cannot express just how much I love and appreciate you, how much I hope that the show, the community that you have built, right? I just built the clubhouse. You're the ones who populate it. I hope that all of this and the live show on Wednesday night and the laughs that we share together. I hope it does have a positive impact on you and puts a smile on your face and makes your day happier and connects you to this place and the people that you love so very much. If there is any way that I can help you, please reach out to me. Uh, By all means, let me know. Please be sure to tune in next week for part two. Help spread the word. And of course, always choose the good. Find the good in everything and everyone that you encounter and be the good by paying that forward to other people as well. I love and appreciate you. I hope that this is your best week ever. So until next time, see ya. 
Hi, Lou. My name's Melanie. I'm calling all the way from Nova Scotia, Canada, and uh, I just wanted to call and say how much this podcast is bringing me so much joy. I haven't been to the parks in a couple of years, and uh, I don't honestly really know when I'll get to go next with all the restrictions, um, but I just joined the clubhouse, and what a community. I love seeing all the photos. I love checking in uh, in the live videos uh, on Facebook. And honestly, just listening to the podcast, especially the top tens uh, with little Timmy Foster. Hi, Timmy. Um, it just it just brings so much joy. It's like being right in the parks. You can't be in, at Walt Disney World. You got to be listening to this podcast and just become part of the family. So uh, I want to say hi to everyone in the clubhouse. Keep posting your pictures. I want to know when you're going. I want to see what you're doing. Uh, and hopefully I can get myself there in the next couple of years. Um, I, I really, really, really want to ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. It was just being built the last time that I was in Walt Disney World. Uh, this podcast brings so much joy. Everybody keep just smiling. Keep trekking on. We're going to get through this together. And as soon as I'm allowed to leave Canada and come back without restrictions, I am getting myself to Walt Disney World. Um, thank you so much for all the joy you're bringing to everybody's life um, and for all the fun you bring into everybody's day every week um, coming, listening. And uh, for the record, uh, I nothing will ever beat Haunted Mansion in my mind. It's the best pre-show. It's the best ride. It's got the best queue right from uh, musical instruments in the in the in the queue line outside and on the tombstones. It's just it's just a ball. Um, thanks everybody. Uh, keep reaching out and take care of each other. Bye now. Hey Lou, John O'Brien from Southbury, Connecticut. Uh, love your show. Listen to it all the time. We were listening today to the top ten pre-shows. Very shocked we did not hear you talk about the uh, pre-show for the uh, great movie ride. Uh, that was one of our favorites. Um, really thought I'd hear about that. But anyway, keep up the good work. Love the show, and we'll keep listening. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hello, Lou Mangello. It's Darlene Nagy, formerly of West Seneca, New York, and I'm standing in line at Gideon's with Michelle. Hi, I miss you. And we are counting down to the Marvel Cruise JSC with our WDW radio family and Clubhouse and Marvel Cruisers. <laughs> we got 254. Yes. 254 more days until that cruise, and then you guys got a couple months later that Disney Wish cruise coming up. So, wow, oh, wow, it's going to be amazing. Uh, Disney Springs this evening, celebrating my birthday with Michelle. We're staying at the Disney's Animal Kingdom Jumbo House, which is amazing. We've a fifth fan of you. We're on Zebra Trail, and... The Springs is hopping. It's a beautiful night with a breeze. So even though it's hot out, we're here. Have a magical night. Stay safe.